Welcome to Zichru Daf Sim. My name is Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're Masechus Gittin Daf Nun Vav, the fifth parak on Zokin. The Zichru Masechus Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichru Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three topics we're going to focus on them. When the following three brought discuss the Churban of Baisheni in detail, beginning with the story of Kamsa and Barkamsa. Beginning with the story of Kamsa and Barkamsa. A man sent an invitation for his banquet to his friend Kamsa, but his enemy Barkamsa was mistakenly invited. When the host told him to leave, Barkamsa offered to pay for his portion, then half the feast, then the entire feast, but the host removed him. Barkamsa took the rabbi's silence to his abuse as acquiescence and slandered the Jews to the Caesar as rebelling. As proof, he told the Caesar to send the carbon in which he caused a disqualifying blemish, which is not a blemish for Gentiles. The rabbis considered sacrificing it under the circumstances, but Rabbi Zechari ben Afkula said, Yom Rubali Mumin Kraven Lugabi Mizbeach. People will say blemish animals are offered on the Mizbeach. They suggested killing Barkamsa to prevent him from telling the Caesar that his carbon was rejected, but Rabbi Zechariah stopped him by claiming people will then say one who blemishes consecrated animals is put to death. Rabbi Yochanan commented on the Rabbi Zechariah ben Afkulas. The tolerance of Rabbi Zechariah ben Afkulas in allowing Barkamsa to live, destroyed our base of Migdash, burned our sanctuary, and exiled us from our land. Point number two, the world said during Vespasian's siege on Yushalayim and the ensuing famine brought on by the Baryonim, a group agitating for fighting the Romans who burnt the food storehouses, Abbasikra, the head of the Baryonim, secretly met with Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, his uncle. Abbasikra agreed to assist Rabbi Yochan and leave the city and suggested faking Rabbi Yochanan's death and carrying him out in a coffin. When he met Vespasian, Rabbi Yochanan greeted him, Shlama Allah Malka, Shlama Allah Malka, peace upon you, O king, peace upon you, O king. Although Vespasian denied being king, Rabbi Yochanan explained his prediction based on Vespasian's conquering Shalim, and his prediction was soon proven correct. Before heading back to Rome, Vespasian offered Rabbi Yochanan to make a request, and he made three. Tenli Yavne Vachachamecha, grant me Yavne and its sages to be spared. Vashushilta the Raman Gamliel, the line of Raman Gamliel, the eventual Nasi from David's line. Vasvasa the Masinleil Rabbi Tzadok, and doctors to cure Rabbi Tzadok from his years of fasting. Rav Yosef or Rabbi Kiva declared about it, Meshi Vachachamim Achor Vadatam Yisakel. Hashem turns wise men backwards and makes their intelligence foolish. He should have said to leave them this time and spare you Shalim. The Gemara explains that Ryokhan was afraid that Vespasian would not grant him anything. And point number three, the Gemara describes what occurred when Titus was sent in Vespasian's place. He brought a harlot in the Kodesh Kodoshin, spread out a Sefer Torah, and sinned upon it. He slashed the parochas from which blood miraculously bubbled out, which he took to mean that he had killed himself, which is a euphemistic reference to Hashem. He wrapped the utensils of the base of Migdash in the parochas and brought them on a ship going back to Rome. When a storm threatened to drown, he blasphemously declared because Baruch could only destroy his enemies with water. Abbasco issued forth, Russia ben Russia ben Benosha Esav Russia, evil one, son of an evil one, descendant of the evil Esav, Biria Kala Yeshli Baolami Vyatushima. I have a lowly creature in my world called the Nat. Allah Yabash Vatasi Imam Muhammad, go up on dry land and do battle with it. A Nat entered Titus's nose and picked at his brain for seven years. Once he passed a smith hammering and the gnat stopped. For the next three days he had a smith banging in his presence until the gnat became accustomed to the sound and returned. The more describes its great size when Titus died. So once again, the three points are number one. The following three blocks discuss the Churban of Baishani in detail, beginning with the story of Kamsa and Barkamsa. A man sent an invitation for his banquet to his friend Kamsa, but his enemy Barkamsa was mistakenly invited. When the host told him to leave, Barkamsa offered to pay for his portion, then half the feast, then the entire feast, but the host removed him. 
But Kamsa took the rabbi's silence to his abuse as acquiescence and slandered the Jews to the Caesar as rebelling. As proof, he told the Caesar to send the carbon in which he caused a disqualifying blemish, which is not a blemish for Gentiles. The rabbis considered sacrificing it under the circumstances, but Rabbi Zechari ben Afkula said, Yom Rubai Mumin Kraven Lugabi Mizbeach. People will say blemish animals are offered on the Mizbeach. They suggested killing Bar Kamsa to prevent him from telling the Caesar that his carbon was rejected, but Rabbi Zechariah stopped him by claiming people will then say one who blemishes consecrated animals is put to death. Rabbi Yochanan commented on the of Rabbi Zechariah ben Afkulas. The tolerance of Rabbi Zechariah ben Afkulas in allowing Bar Kamsa to live destroyed our base of Migdash, burned our sanctuary, and exiled us from our land. Pointing to the world, it said during Vespasian's siege on Yushalayim and the ensuing famine brought on by the Baryonim, a group agitating for fighting the Romans who burnt the food storehouses, Abbasikra, the head of the Baryonim, secretly met with Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, his uncle. Abbasikra agreed to assist Rabbi Yochanan leave the city and suggested faking Rabbi Yochanan's death and carrying him out in a coffin. When he met Vespasian, Rabbi Yochanan greeted him, Shlama Allah Malka, Shlama Allah Malka, peace upon you, O king, peace upon you, O king. Although Vespasian denied being king, Rabbi Yochanan explained his prediction based on Vespasian's conquering Shalim, and his prediction was soon proven correct. Before heading back to Rome, Vespasian offered Rabbi Yochanan to make a request, and he made three. Tenli Yavne Vachachamecha, grant me Yavne and its sages to be spared. Vushushilta the Raman Gamliel, the line of Raman Gamliel, the eventual Nasi from David's line. Vasvasa the Masinleil Rabbi Tzadok, and doctors to cure Rabbi Tzadok from his years of fasting. Rav Yosef or Rabbi Kiva declared about it, Meishi Vachachamim Achor Vadatam Yisakel. Hashem turns wise men backwards and makes their intelligence foolish. He should have said to leave them this time and spare you Shalim. The Gemara explains that Ryokan was afraid that Vespasian would not grant him anything. And point number three, the Gemara describes what occurred when Titus was sent in Vespasian's place. He brought a harlot in the Kodesh Kodoshin, spread out a Sefer Torah, and sinned upon it. He slashed the parochas from which blood miraculously bubbled out, which he took to mean that he had killed himself, which is a euphemistic reference to Hashem. He wrapped the utensils of the base of Migdash in the parochas and brought them on a ship going back to Rome. When a storm threatened to drown, he blasphemously declared because Baruch could only destroy his enemies with water. Abbaskol issued forth, Russia ben Russia ben Benosha Esav Russia, evil one, son of an evil one, descendant of the evil Esav, Virya Kala Yeshli Ba'olami Vyatushima. I have a lowly creature in my world called the Nat. Allah Yabash Vatasi Imam Muhammad, go up on dry land and do battle with it. A gnat entered Titus's nose and picked at his brain for seven years. Once he passed a smith hammering and the gnat stopped. For the next three days he had a smith banging in his presence until the gnat became accustomed to the sound and returned. The Gemara describes its great size when Titus died. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf Nun Vav, and this Simon was suggested to us by Rabbi Shlomo Weissman from Passaic, New Jersey, as well as Rabbi Moshe White from Edmonton, Alberta. They both suggested that Nun Vav is a shusher in shul going new, 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 new. So here goes. The shusher in shul on Tishabav, who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, and then hear the shir on Rabbi Yochanan's three requests from Vespasian, was complimented by the rabbi who said that the shusher's shush was so loud it would have stopped the gnat picking away at Titus's brain. Once again, slow motion. The shusher in shul, shusher in shul, that must be more enough. Nunvav. The Shusher and Shul on Tishabav who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, which reminds us the following three blonde discuss the Churban and Shani in detail, beginning with the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. So the Shusher and Shul on Tishabav who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, and then hear the Shir on Rabbi Yochanan's three requests from Vespasian, which reminds us the more brings a background behind Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's three requests of Vespasian of Tenli Yavne Vachachamech 
while Grammy Yavna and its sages to be spared, the line of Rabbi Gamliel, the eventual Nasi from David's line, and doctors secure Rabbi Sadak from his years of fasting. Rabbi Yosef or Rabbi Kiva declared about him, Hashem turns wise men backwards and makes their intelligent foolish, he should have said to leave them this time and spare Yushalayim. The more explains that Rabbi Yochan was afraid that Vespasian would not grant him anything. So the Shusher and Shul on Tishabov, who shushed everybody with his long green finger, so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, and then hear the Shir on Rabbi Yochanan's three requests from Vespasian, was complimented by the rabbi who said that the Shusha's shush was so loud, it would have stopped the gnat picking away at Titus's brain, which reminds us the Gemara describes what occurred when Titus was sent in Vespasian's place. He did despicable things in the Kushkadashim and was eventually punished by the tiny gnat who entered his nose and picked at his brain for seven years once he passed a smith hammering. And the gnat stopped. For the next three days, he had a smith banging in his presence until the gnat became accustomed to the sound and returned. The Gemara describes its great size when Titus died. So once again, the Shusher and Shul on Tishabov who shushed everybody with his long green finger so they could carefully listen to the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa and then hear the Shir on Rabbi Yochanan's three requests from Vespasian was complimented by the rabbi who said that the Shusher's shush was so loud it would have stopped the gnat picking away at Titus's brain. All right, so now it's time for Four Blabach Hazara. Daf Nun Beis. So the Simmer Daf Nun Beis is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit. Newbie to Yiddishkeit. That must be more on Daf. Nun Beis. The newbie to Yiddishkeit named B.T. Green, who was taking the beginner's course on how to be an apitropus, learning how to tie the orphan's produce to feed them, which reminds us, the Gemara clarifies that an apitropus can take truma for orphans, la'achil, to feed them, but not to store away. Abrais elaborates on other powers of the apitropus, such as using the orphan's property to prepare them for mitzvahs, which have a cost limit, such as lul of sukkah and tzitzes. So the newbie to Yiddishkeit named B.T. Green, who was taking the beginner's course on how to be an apitropus, learning how to tie the orphan's produce to feed them, saw the instructor had drawn an equal sign to teach that property of orphans is like hectish when it comes to sales, which reminds the Gemara discussed in the moment of acquisition and purchases involving orphans. Produce which was drawn through Mashiach from orphans' possession to acquire before payment. If a later increase in value, the orphans can retract based on the statement of Rab Chanilai Bar Idi in the name of Shmuel, Nechse Yesomim Harihen Kehektish, property of orphans is like hectish and is only acquired with money and not Mashicha drawing clothes. So the newbie to Yiddishkeit named B.T. Green, who was taking the beginner's course on how to be an apitropus, learning how to tie the orphan's produce to feed them, saw the instructor had drawn an equal sign to teach that property of orphans is like hectish when it comes to sales, and turned green watching a simulation of a thief stealing someone's wine and pouring it to an idol, where he had to pay and get stone, which reminds us, Rav says the mission's case of menasich means menasich mamish. One literally pours another person's wine as an idolatrous libation. Shmuel says ma'arev. It means one who mixes nesach wine into kosher wine, thereby prohibiting it. He disagrees with Rav because menasich kamli bid rabimine. One who makes idolatrous libations is high for a more severe punishment, namely skila, stoning, than paying money. And the more severe punishment exempts him from paying compensation, the lesser penalty. Rav holds from the moment of lifting the wine, he acquires it as stolen goods, obligating him to pay for it, but does not become high for his life until the time of the libation. Because the monetary obligation preceded the libation, it is not exempted by the greater penalty. Dafnun Gimel, so the similar Dafnun Gimel, is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be more Dafnun Gimel. The Nigerian prince in the green robes, who had his attendants examine food someone was matame, to determine if in fact it was 
Hezek Sheinu Nikr, which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malchuk's about Hezek Sheinu Nikr, damage which isn't recognizable. Chizki holds that one is chayim and derisive for it, but the rabbi is exempted an unintentional damage or kadeshiyodio, so that he'll inform the owner that his food is prohibited. If he would be chayv, he may hesitate to inform the owner, causing him to eat the prohibited food. Rabbi Yochan disagrees and holds Hezek Sheinu Nikr, Loshme Hezek. Unrecognizable damage is not considered genuine damage. The rabbis penalize one who intentionally damages this way, so that everyone should not go and be Matami's friend's tower of foods and say, Patrani, I'm exempt. So the Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was Matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheno Nicker was outraged when the thief who stole his treasure box of coins returned the coins after the government had declared they were no longer in circulation. Which reminds us where Papa challenged Chizkiah from a Mishnah. Gazamat Bey of Anipsal, one who stole a coin and it was disqualified for use by the government, the thief may return and say, what's yours is before you, and returned. And it's not high for its loss in value. So we see conclusively from here that Hezek Sheinu Nikr, Lavshme Hezek, is not considered damage. So the Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was Matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheinu Nikr was outraged when the thief who stole his treasure box of coins returned the coins after the government had declared they were no longer in circulation and insisted that even one who damages like this Bishokeg should be penalized atu mezid, just like the Jews do when it comes to prohibiting food that was cooked on their Sabbath. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains why Rebbe Meir holds we penalize Shogig atu mezid when it comes to Hezek Sheno Nikr, but do not do so when it comes to Amavashu B'Shabbos B'Shogig, one who cooks B'Shogig on Shabbos. And why Rebbe Yudah holds we do not penalize Shogig atu mezid when it comes to Hezek Sheno Nikr, but do penalize Shogig atu mezid when it comes to Bishop B'Shogig on Shabbos. Dafnun Dalad, so the simon Dafnun Dalad is noodles. So here goes. The Cohen who's outraged when he saw that the Israel who accidentally ate his green noodle dish, green noodles, that must be on Daf Nun Dalad, noodles. The Cohen who's outraged when he saw that the Israel who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tahor Truma repaid him to Shogeg with Tamechu, and which reminds us, the Gemara Daf Nun Gimel base asserted that Rabbi Meir penalizes a Shogeg as severely as Maisie for a Rabban, yet he rules in a Brisa that if a non Cohen ate Tahor Truma Bashogeg, instead of paying him Tahor Chulun, he paid him with Tamechulun, which cannot be eaten since it becomes Truma. Rabbi Meir says, Bashogeg Tashum of Tashumim, if it was done Bashogeg, the payment is valid. But Maisie, the payment is invalid. The Gemara answers that this is not comparable since there when paying with Tameh Chulun, the man intended to pay as required. Should we go and penalize him for mistakenly paying with Tameh produce? So the Kohen was outraged when he saw that the Yisrael who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tahar Truma repaid him to Shogeg with Tameh Chulun. Wasn't believed when he told the man he was Mafago the carbon he brought on his behalf the day before, which reminds us it was taught in Nebraisa that if one was preparing Tahor items for another, and he told them that Tahor items are prepared for he became Tame, or if he was preparing Karbanas for another by sacrificing them, and he told them the Karbanas are prepared for you became Pigal, he's believed. However, if he said that items he prepared on a previous day became Tame, or Pigal, he's not believed. Abai explains the difference, on anything within his ability to do now, he's believed to say he did. But something that's no longer in his ability to do, such as something that was done the day before, he's not believed. Rabbi gives a different explanation. So the Kohen who was outraged when he saw that the Yisrael who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tower Truma repaid him to Shogeg with Tamechulin wasn't believed when he told the man he was Mafago the carbon he brought on his behalf the day before and that the Sefer Torah he had written for him that was now in this man's possession was possible because he didn't write Hashem's names, Lishma. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates an incident of a Sofer told Rabbi Ami about a Sefer Torah he wrote for someone. I did not write the mentions of Hashem's names, Lishma, which would invalidate the entire Sefer Torah. After determining the Torah was in the purchaser's possession, 
question. Rabbi Yami responded, You are believed to forfeit your wages since you admitted you didn't perform the work properly, but you're not believed to disqualify the Sefer Torah. So the Simran Daf Nun Hey is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs, speed limit signs, that must be Daf Nun Hey, speed limit sign of... 55. The stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim, which reminds us, Yochan ben Gugada taught, concerning a stolen Chattis, meaning a stolen animal, which the thief designated as a Chattis, which is not publicly known to have been stolen, that it atones for the thief's Chattis obligation for the benefit of the Mizbech. Ula says, biblically speaking, whether it was known or not, it doesn't atone for the thief because Yesh Kadi, the owner's despair alone, does not acquire ownership of the thief. Nevertheless, the rabbis instituted that where the stolen status of the animal is unknown, it atones for the thief's obligation, so that the Kohanim should not be saddened by the later discovery that they ate illegitimate sacrificial meat, meaning Chulam brought as a carbon. This is called Tikkun HaMizbech, the benefit of the Mizbech, because Kohanim would hesitate in the future to bring Karbonus. Rav Yehuda brings a different explanation. So the stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by sad Kohanim stopped to shek the carbon outside the Mikdash, unaware he'll be high of Karis by rabbinic decree, which reminds us Rabbi challenged Ula from a Brites, which teaches about a stolen animal, which the thief was Makdish, if he shechted it outside the Mikdash, in such a case, Anush Karis, he's liable to Karis. This proves that Yehush is sufficient for the thief to own and be Makdish, the animal, for otherwise it wouldn't be Karis for shechting outside the Mikdash. Rav Shivzi answered, it means Karis Medivrehem. It's Karis by rabbinical decree. Rav explained that the Karis was engendered due to a rabbinical decree. The rabbis placed it in the thief's possession using the principle of Hefker based in Hefker, so you should be high for cars for shakting it outside the Mikdash. So the stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim stopped to shek the carbon outside the Mikdash unaware he'll be high of cars by rabbinical decree and that he was standing on land being sold by a Sikrikon who had taken it from a Jew, which reminds us Gamor discusses purchasing land from a Sikrikon and an idolater who sees land from a Jew. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff did we learn that if one stole coins and returned them after the government stopped circulating them, he's not high for their loss in value? That's on Dav. Nun Gimel. Good. Number 2. Which stuff did we learn about the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa? That's on Dav. Nunvav. Good number three. Which stuff are two explanations given as to why produce which grew in a stone field can only be collected from the seller's own property? That's on Duff. None. Good number four. Which of the one and Apitropus can tithe on behalf of Yosomim in order to feed them, but not to store the produce away? That's on Duff. None base. Good number five. Which of the one a stolen animal designated as a carbon, which was shacked outside the base of Migdash, the Onish is chorus based on a rabbinical decree? That's on Duff. None hey. Good number six. Which stuff do we learn about Rabbi Yochan ben Zakai's three requests from Vespasian? That's on Duff. None vav. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn about the case of one being menasich, someone else's wine? And if it's a case of Kamli but the Rabbi Mine, that's on Duff. None base. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have a question whether one is believed when he claims his friend's Tahor items became Tame or his carbon became Pigol? That's on Dav. None dollar. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have about the Rishas of Titas and his being tormented by the gnat picking away at his brain? That's on Dav. 
None Bob. Go to number 10. What's the thing about the distinction between one admitting he found one of two purses where he has to swear and the case of admitting he found one of two oxen tied together where he does not have to swear? That's on Duff. None of. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Goldhar from Zichru. Wishing you a great day and great learning.